0: Thank you, guys. My name's Brian Zutel. I'm honored to uh, bring you the recap tonight. I've been married to my wife, Lacey Zutel, for 15 years. And we have four kids, two, four, six, eight. That makes it nice for at least this year. Then I got to remember ages after that. But two, four, six, eight, it's easy for this year. I'm honored to bring you this uh, recap tonight. So we live in Southern California. And, you know, in Southern California, we're exposed to a lot of different cultures, right? We know a lot of different cultures, foods, languages, and we have familiarity with these things. That's it's not exactly the, the case uh, around, around the nation, around our, uh, around our nation. So imagine my horror last night as I'm watching Jeopardy! And, uh, you know, Jeopardy! Lots of smart people, right? you got to be pretty smart to get on that show and to be a contestant. And this question comes up. So Alex Trebek says... Uh, what are these beef-type fried rolled Mexican treats? Do we have a picture there? So what are these beef-type beef fried rolled Mexican treats? Shout it out. Taquitos. taquitos, thank you. Do you know one guy said tacos? And then he tried to clarify, he said beef tacos. And then Alex said no. And then I went to the next person who got it, taquitos. Yes, we know these are taquitos because in Southern California, we love these fried rolled beef-type Mexican treats. We're exposed to all kinds of cultures uh, around here in Southern California, but the passage that we're looking at tonight, imagine you're you're in a community that's not generally exposed to a lot of different cultures, languages, foods. We're in first century Israel tonight as we dive into our passage. So in our passage, as you might remember, we're talking about Pentecost. We're talking about a gathering, uh, an international gathering of people in Jerusalem. I just made a list, and we'll read this tonight in our passage, but just listen to all these These different countries and regions, these different cultures, these different languages that people are coming from tonight in our passage. So it says, Parthia, Media, Elam, Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, which is Asia Minor, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, Libra, Libra, Cyrene, Rome, Crete, and Arabia. And I got a map that I put up on the screen here so you guys can kind of see what what are we talking about? We're talking about most of, of the known kind of civilized world of the Roman Empire and part of the uh, Parthian Empire there. And to translate this to modern day, we, we have a gathering here in Jerusalem of at least 14 countries that I, that I counted here. That's Italy, Crete, Turkey, Armenia, Turkey, well, that was twice, Iraq, <laughs> Kuwait, Syria, <laughs> Lebanon, Jordan, Israel, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Libya. All these people are gathered in Jerusalem for this, fest, for this festival, and then we jump into our passage tonight. So read with me in Acts 2, 1 through 13. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. So Pastor Mike gave us four points to review, uh, four points from our message tonight. So his first point was respect the power of the church. Respect the power of the church. So as I said in the beginning, Pentecost is this gathering of uh, people from all cultures. It's a pilgrimage feast with Israelites and proselytes from all over the world gathering in Jerusalem for this uh, international festival. And God chooses this festival, God chooses Pentecost to authenticate and to send his power to authenticate the new church that he is building there. And he does this with, with two different elements, right? He, he sends both an audible and a visible. He sends the audible, the wind. So it sounds like a wind. And Pastor Mike reminded us this is not an actual wind that's rushing through, but it sounds like the wind. And then there's the visible display, the, the tongues of fire that are displayed on the heads there. Again, not a fire that's singeing their hair, but a fire displayed on their, on their head there. And this is to authenticate the new church, the new uh, church that he's setting up there in Jerusalem. We don't expect to see this today, and I hope, I hope we understand that, especially with the church that we're at. We don't expect to see audible wind. We don't expect to see visible displays of tongues of fire on heads of new believers. And there's some churches that believe that. So we've got we to gotta step back and make sure that we're looking at this. Pastor Mike emphasized a couple of times that these are as of or like are the words that are used in this. So we are not seeing, we're not seeing the actual, we're not hearing actual wind, we're not seeing actual fire here. These are signs, these are wonders that are done by God to show his power as he establishes this new church. And he also gives, he also gives his servants the ability to speak in these languages fluently, languages they never knew before. All these 16 nations that are here in this passage, people from these nations are hearing the gospel presented in their own language. That's a miraculous sign that God does there. That's an amazing thing that only God does, that God does here to present the power of his church as he's setting it up. Only through the power of God are these men enabled to speak these fluent languages, speak these languages fluently, and only for the glory of God to enable and to authenticate his church are they able to do this The next point that pastor Mike gave us was to affirm the divine origin of the church affirm the divine origin of the church So God forms the church here God is the one who creates this church God's also the one who sustains this church throughout the book of Acts through the persecutions of Acts through the uh, through the persecutions of the Roman Empire through the spread of the church all the way to Rome at the end of Acts, God is the one who is doing these things. God leads the church throughout the book of Acts, and even throughout history. If we think back on the last 2,000 years, we have to affirm the divine origin of the church. The church should have been crushed if it was anything other than a divine, divinely appointed church. The church has gone through all kinds of amazing things over the last 2,000 years. People that have sought to squelch it, to kill it, to destroy it, and the church has lasted for 2,000 years and will last until Jesus returns. Because of that, we can't, we can't think that we're some kind of all-important people, that as if in this part of South Orange County that we are the only ones that can help the church to survive, that we're the only ones that the church will thrive through. God has made his church survive and thrive throughout the ages. It's only through the empowering of God, only through his power, only through the divine origin of the church will this continue. God miraculously empowered the people here to divinely authenticate what he was doing. And he will continue to do that until Jesus returns. The next point that Pastor Mike gave us was to seek the completion of the church. Seek the completion of the church. So a little over 2,000 years before Pentecost happens, there is another event that involves languages, and that's the Tower of Babel. At least 2,000 years before Pentecost, people were building a tower and were trying to reach God, were trying to make themselves into gods. And it tells us in the book of Genesis that God scattered the nations and confused languages at that point so that people would not continue to build the tower. So they would separate and fill the earth as he had commanded them to do. Well, if you look at Pentecost, Pentecost really represents the start of a bringing together of all of these multicultural Multi language, international people. He's bringing them together to form this new entity that is the reverse of the Tower of Babel that happened 2,000 years before. God does this in order to institute, to bring about his new church, his new covenant, that he is reversing the Tower of Babel and he's creating this new multicultural international entity called the church. And we play a role in that. We play a role in that by seeking the completion of the church, by evangelizing to others, by seeking the the gathering of the last appointed, chosen, elected believer. That's what we all want to see. We all want to see the completion of the church who are Christians because we want this earth, we want this life to be done. We want to see the heavenly kingdom. We want to see Jesus reign. And only after the completion of the church will that happen. We look forward to the the glorious heavenly vision that's given us in Revelation 7, 9, and 10 where John records a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. That's what we seek with the completion of the church, the completion of the church and all the people praising God in heaven there. The last point that Pastor Mike gave us was to understand the teaching of the church, to understand the teaching of the church. And Pastor Mike reminded us that we need to to be excited about the teaching from the church. We need to be excited about discussing his word. We need to be excited about our small groups and the teaching that we are receiving here. We need to, I I think he said at one point, devour the words that we're getting here, devour the word of God and the teaching that we're receiving. We also need to be excited that, that our, our, our all-powerful God condescended to us, that he revealed his word and his desires to us in the Bible, that we can actually understand the teachings of the Bible, that they're clear enough, that God has made them clear enough that we can read it and we can understand it. It's not hidden from us. It's not some secret mystery that we have to go discover. It's right there in black and white in our Bibles. So we understand and we crave and we devour the teaching of the church and the teaching of god in his word the pastor mike told us uh he used in in his intro that we're part of the the most exclusive club on earth you might you might remember that so he called christianity the church as the most exclusive club on earth so i was thinking how do how do we as married people uh, apply this and I was thinking, so as members of the most exclusive club on earth, are, are we married couples doing these, these things, these three points? Are we evangelizing to have and to seek others join this club? We want people to join this exclusive club. We want to share the good news that our entrance debt to this club was paid. That Jesus shed his blood and paid our entrance fee so that anyone who puts their faith and trust in Jesus can join this exclusive club and receive the amazing benefits of being in this club, an eternal salvation, an eternal mindset that will, uh, that will be of the person that's joining the club. Are we as members of this most exclusive club and as married people, are we plugging into this exclusive club? Are we a, are we a vibrant part of this exclusive club called the church through our service, through our attendance? Are we making sure that we're actually utilizing this exclusive club that we belong to, both individually and as married couples? And last, are we as as married couples prioritizing this exclusive club over other activities and other clubs? Nothing against sports, nothing against other clubs and activities. But this exclusive club, the church, should have priority over all those other activities, all those other clubs, sports, leisure activities, whatever it is. Are we we utilizing and prioritizing this exclusive club? There's an amazing passage about the Holy Spirit working through these uneducated men, these men who... Uh, the people in Jerusalem derided as these Galileans in the passage here. And we have to remember that 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 same Holy Spirit that empowers those men to speak those languages, empowers Peter later on in this chapter to announce the good news that he was so afraid to announce only 50 days before, that he was cowering in shame 50 days before. That same Holy Spirit, that same Holy Spirit who spread the church through this miracle, all these people that went out from here, who heard the good news and who spread this throughout the Roman Empire and the other empires, that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that these men announced, that's the same Holy Spirit that works in our lives today. That's the same Holy Spirit that empowers believers today. That's the same Holy Spirit that transforms dead hearts of stone into hearts of flesh, that transforms minds to trust in Jesus Christ over themselves. That's the same Holy Spirit that's creating a people who are ready to do God's will and who look forward to seeing others saved and the return of Christ. Believe that that same Holy Spirit that we read about here in Acts 2 is the same Holy Spirit that can accomplish the miracle of saving your spouse, your children, your parents, your friends, your family, and anyone that the Holy Spirit chooses. Pray with me, please. Lord, we thank you for this passage. Thank you that we could jump into this new series with Pastor Mike. And um, thank you, Lord, for the uh, demonstration of the Spirit's power here, Lord. Thank you for the uh, amazing miracle that is given here, Lord, as you authenticate your church, as these uneducated men share your good news, as the gospel spreads throughout the empire here, Lord. And we thank you that the same Holy Spirit that does this is alive, in believers today, is empowering believers today, is changing dead hearts into hearts of flesh, Lord, who trust in you. Pray for the small group times, Lord, that we'll be open and honest with one another about where we are and where we'd like to be, Lord. In your name, amen.